The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Major Spoilers theme song. The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Pod on on the air. The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. On the air. Pod pod podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen. If you're listening to the Major Spoilers podcast, 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 The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Welcome to the Major Spoilers Podcast, issue, what are we on, 459, it looks like another dueling review this week, with another title, hot, 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 hot off the presses. Hot off of the presses. Yes, because they were done in China and shipped over here, and so they're still hot, that's how hot these are. They were actually stolen by a man named Javert. That is Matthew, I am Stephen, and this week we are looking at Madame X. Now, Madame Xanadu... Has mm-hmm. a, uh, what, what's her origin, Matthew? Not the Madame New 52 an origin, mind you, no. the origin of no, the, the character. actual origin. Madame Xanadu first appeared in like 1978 in a book that I believe was called Doorway to Nightmare. Uh-huh. Um, I own it, and uh, I want to say that all the art was done by uh, Mike Kaluta. It's kind of forgettable, and Madame Xanadu didn't really do much because she fell right in the midst of DC's implosion. So the the next place I remember seeing her was in Blue Devil in about 1984 or 85. Hmm. And then she ended up running around in, I think she was briefly in Sandman, if I want to, I may be wrong. And then Well, we know that in, she was uh, in a lot of the uh, John Constantine um, uh, stories. She appeared here no. and there. Not in Hellblazer, not very often anyway. Um, she was in uh, the Books of Magic. Oh, yeah, she was in the Books of Magic. Well, everybody, every magic was, character was in Books of Magic. She was in John Ostrander's Spectre, but she didn't really have much input on the Hellblazer oh, series. Okay, all right. She uh, had her own uh, ongoing Vertigo book a couple of years ago, right before the uh, relaunch. Now, at one point, she I was blind, right? Blind, reading the cards, telling people's futures. I think she's been blind more than once. I, you're th- I believe you're thinking of the countdown era version of her where she was blind for some reason. But I don't know why. Well, apparently DC Comics must love the character because not only is she appearing in um, Demon Knights uh, as yep. the consort of uh, Etrigan the Demon, but she's mm-hmm. also appearing in a modern day version of herself in Justice League Dark. And then this mm-hmm. week we have National Comics... 
Madam X. Now, what's Madam the deal? X. What's the deal with uh, what's the deal with National Comics? Well, National Comics used to be one of DC's anthology books. Um, I don't remember who came out of National Comics. It may have been Mister Terrific, but it, the previous issues I know they brought back Looker and they revamped uh, Rose and the Thorn, and they did somebody else. But I'm not entirely sure that this is actually Madame Xanadu. Because the Madame X that we see here bears little to no resemblance to the Madame Xanadu seen in Justice League Dark. Well, and that's why I was asking about uh, the title, while, why they're branding this National Comics, because maybe this is just a, um, this is one of those alternate universe things. Well, the National Comics books have been odd, because they have, I mean, they've come out as part of the new 52-ish. Right. But there's nothing in them that forces them to be part of continuity. They've no. basically been kind of one-shots. And they the, are one-shots. The I mean, one yeah. And Madam X is the a one-shot. The Eternity one-shot was uh, – actually, I don't know that any of them have had any real ties nope. to continuity. They haven't. But uh, I believe that DC announced these as books that are expanding upon the universe of the New 52. Well, the universe of the new 52 could They're include the 52 new worlds. It's really weird you because keep, it's, you keep saying 52 new worlds. There weren't 52 old worlds when they did the uh, when they did the countdown, when they the did countdown the countdown was crap down. and didn't happen. Yeah, but when they had when they reintroduced the multiverse, there were 52 of those. Uh, I have that erased were countdown from the. Well, you can certainly do that. If you choose, I went but back that, in doesn't, time and uh, saved my mother. that doesn't that uh, doesn't change the fact that uh, that those comics are out there and printed oh, yeah. and there's a Wikipedia entry. Can you find them? Sure. Go over uh, DC Universe at the Wikipedia yeah. and you'll find a listing yeah. of all the uh, of all the universe. I all sorts of things that made up. So this is very clearly a riff on Madame Xanadu because it's. A magical person who uses a tarot, a deck of tarot cards right. to predict things that happen. Mm -hmm. But it's also kind of a CSI book in that she's using her deck of cards as a lawyer to try and defend clients. Well, she's not a lawyer. She's actually not done. Evil she's she's not a lawyer. Sure. She's actually uh, a hired psych psychic by the law firm. Um, to go in and be an okay. investigator. She's working for, for a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. Uh, this takes place in Louisiana, and so of course, if you're talking about Louisiana, you and magic, eventually voodoo is going to come in on the case, and not <laughs> and not voodoo. And that was the other thing. Uh, there's uh, absolutely no ties to this to voodoo. The uh, the stripper monster that uh, series just ended, right? Am I right on right. this? There's there's no voodoo in that voodoo. Okay. Her name was Voodoo, and she worked in a place called the Voodoo Lounge, which was a strip club. Okay. But there is no Voodoo in that Voodoo, but technically there may not be any Voodoo in this Voodoo. Well, that's what but, uh, that's what we come up with, because uh, the story opens with uh, a zombie shuffling up to some uh, uh, guy running for mayor's house and stabs him in the heart, and they bring in well, the uh, Voodoo Queen of New Orleans to uh, as, as the prime suspect. And that is how Madame X gets involved in this case. We never see the zombie stab anybody. We see the zombie. We right, see a right, stab right, 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 right. Yeah, that's what we're led to believe. And then, and then Madame X shows up. And it's interesting to me. Well, first of all, I feel like a Louisiana story with voodoo <clears throat> just feels really, really, I don't want to say cliched, 
But it definitely, I mean, we're we're running hey, through wel- some serious Troperville here. Hey, welcome to comic books, Matthew. I'm just saying, it doesn't have to be cliched. And I think that this is this is an issue that I have with the issue is when you say, oh, we're in Louisiana, we have to be in the French Quarter, first of all. And, you know, we have to have all the, the things that are visible from the French Quarter. And then we well, have to have a character who is the voodoo queen of New Orleans. Yeah, we can talk about art in just a minute. But uh, the I, thing is that Madame X doesn't believe in magic and doesn't believe that any kind of voodoo exists, and especially the voodoo queen's magic doesn't exist. But somehow she has an uncanny connection to her tarot deck, uh, which kind of drop hints, and she has fantastic visions of things that are coming or not coming. Um, in this case, you know, this is kind of a detective story. They have to follow the clues aided by maybe a magic deck of cards and, uh, comes to find out that, uh, voodoo mama there was, uh, having a, a secret camp deep in the bayou because it is Louisiana after all. Well, of course. And there they're having sex orgies and all sorts of crazy stuff. And it's Xanadu and it's wonderful and perfect. Uh, except that it's really not. It's just a place where she's... It's a she's... shack full of heroin addicts. Yeah. Yeah. And they and we find out that uh, the zombie is really just a one-armed uh, heroin addict that uh, the voodoo yeah. queen had dressed up as a uh, as a zombie to uh, basically get her name in the paper. I, I really think that the only thing about this whole sequence in the swamp with the, the heroin addicts and the you know, the evil cult sect is that all of the heroin addicts are at least, and this is going to sound awful to me. They're, they are, they are, uh, they are people of a Caucasian descent. So it's not like a complete, you know, horrible kind of cliche thing. Oh no, no, it's no. It's not people living in the swamp and it's not, it's not, the the they at least managed to to shoot uh, the the possible racial implications in the foot that way. Oh, I didn't. For me, I would never have thought there would have been because uh, you know you look at a you look at TV shows like Swamp People or you look at Justin Wilson <laughs> and those uh, those guys aren't uh, those guys are all Caucasian or at least I imagine what Swamp People probably is about. At least he none of them Caucasian. are. At least none of them are talking about <laughs> doing yeah. the Justin Wilson. Uh, I guess you could read you them take- that way. No, I don't. No, no, I don't tape swamp people. Yeah, you do. And you you watch it right after Honey Boo Boo. (laughs) But as you know, as the story progresses, we do get some interesting character beats out of Madame X. Uh, She confronts the voodoo queen and basically says, I don't think that youth believe that your magic is real. And the voodoo queen is like, oh, no, she understands. And she has seen through my facade. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the point where, okay, she's figured out the crime. She's uh, she's uh, saved someone who was innocent, but it turns out that the innocent person that she saved from a murder charge is still wanted for distribution of heroin. Well, yeah, that too. But I mean, the 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 catch here is that there's a pregnant woman in the mm-hmm. uh, in the heroin camp, and it turns right. out that uh, the guy that was running for mayor was in cahoots with the voodoo queen, so that they could both drum up publicity for themselves. Yep. And it and turns he out had that in fact he impregnated the girl in the swamp. And the wife found out. And they put two and two together and turns out the wife did it. Which yeah. is I mean, uh, yeah. this what weren't the uh weren't the Madame Xanadu tales kind of like um let me tell you a tale of uh things gone wrong, almost like the eerie creepy type comics where even though things kind of work out in the end, they really don't work out in the end. 
Uh, Doorway to Nightmare was, it was definitely in that EC vein. It was, you know, I I, I want to say that she had fewer outer limit, limits endings, which is entirely what yeah, this yeah. is. This is yeah. everybody gets punished and everybody suffers. But yeah, I mean, she appeared, I think she appeared in The Unexpected mm, okay. as well, now that I think Did of it. Did she ever do any House of Mystery stuff? No, I think House of Mystery was gone by that point. Okay. House so yeah, of Mystery and House of Secrets didn't make it that far, I want to say. This is a 40-page issue, so it really leads me to believe that this is a one-shot, even though it has the number one on it. But it ends mm-hmm. in a really weird way where uh, she's picking up her deck of cards off the floor, touches the death card, and she has a vision of herself dead with her partner at the law firm. Uh, the investigator holding the gun above her. Yeah. Basically she sees her partner having shot her. Yeah. And the problem that I have with the sequence is that it's hard to tell who is meant to be whom. And until about the second or third read through, I didn't realize what we were seeing in that, that, that it was her on the, on the, floor? that it was supposed to be her and her partner holding the gun. Oh, Okay. But more importantly, the National Comics one-shots are one-shots, but I think they're one-shots with a hook to try and, you know, see if people want them. I don't know. I like the hook. see if everybody just freaks out. You know, I kind of, overall, from a storytelling perspective, sure, it's full of tropes, uh, but what TV show or what comic book isn't? Um, but this followed along in a good plot and a good pace, I thought, hit the story beats where they needed to, uh, added a bit of mystery, and then I liked the, I liked the final hook. So this was a, a fairly easy story. To follow through, not nothing too uh, extreme or out of the ordinary uh, as far as story goes. It's a good average story. Um, art, on the other hand, uh, yeah, the art kind of it ran a fine line between Dennis Cowan, who does really good stylized work, yeah, and someone trying to pretend to be Dennis Cowan and not quite having the chops to pull it off. Because I saw it as someone who had really good photoshopping skills as they're referencing photographs and drawing them into the picture. So all of the buildings that we see all look like photographs that you could find on the internet and then mm-hmm. manipulated into the picture. And then uh, on top of that, there are many, 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 many times where we will see someone's face. I don't know what page I'm on since we're, I'm reading this on the comicsology. Um, let's mm-hmm. see if I can find it. I'm on page 10 the one where mm-hmm. she enters the law office and uh, the voodoo queen sitting there on the uh, on the on the lounge chair and so yeah. panel 2 and panel 4 are exactly the same copied manipulated and, and uh, enlarged and i, I kind of felt that that was somewhat of a cop out uh in that well and it may be it may be something that was done intentionally or it may be something that was done you know by the artist to save having to draw the same thing over again sure the the use of this necessarily bother me it's the fact that to identify madame xanadu throughout the issue or madame x give me you have to just make sure you see the girl with the ponytail scrunchie because her facial features do have a little bit of change to them oh yeah where sometimes she looks vaguely asian sometimes she doesn't you know her nose and the dimensions of her face do have a tendency to change yeah and that bothered me the facial expressions bothered me, but the fact that the dimensions of faces were changing really bothered me. Have you seen this artist before? Have you seen any of his work before? 
What's the artist's name? Uh, Trevor Hairsign. Hairsign? Yeah, Hairsign. I've seen his work on something, but never to the point where I go, I love Trevor Hairsign. Um, what else has he done? I don't know. That's why I was hoping that you uh, had the old uh, thing open and were looking up stuff. Here, I can, I'm can. i on the DC page right now. Let's click and see if his name links to anything. Cool. Clicky, clicky. Oh, let's see. He's done DC Infinite Halloween Special, DC Universe Halloween 08 Number 1, Deus Ex, Gears of War, JLA Riddle of the Beast, Killapalooza, Stormwatch PhD, Wildcats. Killapalooza, that's what I know him for. And that's uh, just as the penciler. On the inker, he did Killapalooza. The colorist, he was on Killapalooza. And then he did Legends of the Dark Knight Number 3, the cover. I'm wondering if that is. Did he that's do the an recent series? Well, well, I'm on the DC page, so I doubt that they're going to list. Um, I could have sworn he did something X Men related with like Kitty Pride or Kitty Pride's boyfriend in it. Uh, let's see. He has also done stuff for uh, Judge Dredd magazine, uh, mm-hmm. Strontium Dogs, uh, Missionary Men, Judge Anderson, Captain America. He did. Um, really? Uh, Captain America, the extremists. He was oh. the penciler on that. Uh, Ult- uh, Ultimate Six, Ultimate Galactus, X-Men Deadly Genesis in 2005. Black there Panther. Wisdom, X-Men Origins, Colossus, Century. A lot of those. Mm. Okay. So I am familiar with his work. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that it's it's bad art. It's just art that I, I'm not a terrible fan of. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I think there's definitely a tendency to reuse facial expressions. There are several Madame Xanadu faces that are identical throughout the yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, Well, and, and it's the same way with the, uh, with, uh, Madame Voodoo. Her picture shows up a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, if I go through this issue, my problem is not the tropes themselves. Tropes are not bad. I mean, tropes are the, the building blocks of everything. Right. But, you can call this issue and it feels like, you know, a subpar episode of bones or CSI. I was going to say CSI New Orleans. Yeah. (laughs) Where it's, it's, it's a very familiar hook, especially if you watch television. And, you know, when you look at the art as a whole, it's not terrible. No, it's not. No, I feel like the art with, with what shortcomings there are in terms of facial expression, it kind of distances you from the story. And the fact that the story is kind of a by the numbers police procedure. Right. You know, something that's basically a, a TV episode you could see on a lot of me. I feel like it kind of undermines what they're trying to do here. I understand it. Right. And I think that it's going to appeal to an audience that is not your standard comics fan. But I wonder, you know, even 12, 13 months in the new 52, whether the audience that they're expecting to hit, that SVU audience, is really here for an issue of Madame X. And, you know, add that to the issues with whether this is the same character or a different character, why we would have two Madame Xanadus and a Madame X active at the same time. Well, now the Madame uh, Xanadu in um, uh, Demon Knights and... um Justice League Dark, that is the same character. She's just been around forever, just like Jason Blood. Right, but she's appearing in two books that are being told simultaneously in a temporal way. Yeah. Uh, Even though they take place centuries apart, it's that same character. And I can buy that up to a point. 
But when you throw in a third character, is this meant to be an earlier version, an interim version? Right. Is this Madame Xanadu further down the line? Is this Madame Xanadu before Justice League Dark? Is this a different character calling herself Madame X? Is she trafficking in Madame Xanadu's name? Well, she does mention that she was very popular and has, you know, was a, a star at one mm-hmm. point, and then her star fell, and she's only able to get work as a uh, investigative psychic. It's, I really wish I, I knew the answer of where this story falls, because it does bring into question, hey, is this, you know, could this run as a series or could it not? And why, as you said, why do we have three Madame Xanadus running around post, uh, post Wally West Flashpoint? Maybe yeah. there's something bigger going on especially, with her. Especially when, you know, the new 52 has been prompted as a chance to go back to basics and get rid of what some people would refer to as barnacles, uh-huh. what I refer to as characters. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go through and you're like, we're going to get rid of multiple flashes and we're going to, we're going to get rid of that Donna Troy and that Wally West. And we're going to make these characters to where Kyle Rayner is his own man. And Dick Grayson and Jason Todd don't have to have fought for anything. They both exist and they both have their own awesomeness. Right. Why would you create a character who intentionally muddies the waters of your brand new universe as to who she is and where she fits. Right. You know, it seems like this is a bad idea to me, not necessarily presented badly, but calling it Madame X seems like a bad idea. So I can think of four other people in the DC universe that you could have done this story and slapped a different name on it. And, you know, had it come out and not be, Really not really changed to speak of. Let me pose this. We we know that uh, oftentimes publishing companies will buy up scripts and stories and shelve them. Um, Mm -hmm. Many of the, for example, many of the Legends of the Dark Knight stuff was done two years before that series ended. And they just had them there and they were just forced, you know, just feeding them out. I'm wondering if... And again, we don't know the whole story. We we are not given the inside uh, peek at DC Comics, unlike some people who, uh, you know, basically will do anything to get that inside peek at the other company. But I wouldn't be surprised if this national comic line was not going to be a big launch line uh, similar to Vertigo or being part of Vertigo because of the nature of some of these stories before Flashpoint and the New 52 came about. And now they're just trying to unload Deadwood. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. I would say that it's an interesting theory that we'll never be able to prove. (laughs) Right, 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 right. But I think that in a fundamental way, there is nothing here that was so incredibly special and awesome that we had to, you know, create a separate tangent. Madame Xanadu or Madame X character. Right. There is nothing here that is particularly. It's a. It is a competently done comic book. You know, this is something where if I could draw or write this well, I would probably be good. I would be lucky. Oh but yeah. There's nothing here that makes this one shot really stick out as a special, the kind of thing that's going to launch a new franchise, a new property. Partly because it's muddying the waters with, is this, is it, what, who, when, the mm-hmm. other. That was the Partly biggest thing. That was the biggest thing for so me. Ordinary. Yeah, that was the thing yeah. that was the biggest confusing thing to me was, what in the heck, where does this fit? 
And isn't there already somebody running around in Demon Knights? Yep. Demon Knights and Justice League Dark yeah. and pretty much, you know, everywhere. And I think that this is something where, you know, you will hear people snarkily going, well, they planned the new 52 from the beginning, did right. that, right? Right, 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 right. Well, no, they clearly didn't. You, you know, they didn't. They made, they planned the big story beats. They planned big things that they knew were going to happen. And some things like this come out that aren't necessarily, you know, this is not something that's going to be scrutinized the same as the Court of Owls or even Flashpoint itself. It's an okay book. I'm going to say that I didn't necessarily care for the effect that the art had. Mm -hmm. it, it was awfully talky. Mm -hmm. This was a talky, talky book. Yeah, 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 definitely. And, you know, I, I love Steve Gerber, Howard the Duck books that are nothing but talking and talking and talking. And, you know, Wog. This was a talky book that made kind of a predictable and somewhat tawdry point. I liked a couple of things. I really, really liked the image of the voodoo queen in her little torn white linen dress yeah, yeah, dressed yeah. up as uh, Baron Samedi. Yeah. That was cool. But that's three panels out of this whole book. Yeah. And when you have two characters who are sort of magic-y, and each character is trying to undermine the other's magic, mm -hmm. and both characters have a point, then it undermines the whole point of that argument. Yeah. Because uh, the, the voodoo queen says to Madame X, maybe you don't believe. Oops, lost you there. In your magic. Mm -hmm. And Madame X says, well, maybe you don't believe in your magic. Right. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it, it, for me, bottom line on this is, it follows the tropes, Yeah, it is the procedural that you expect, um, yeah. Very the art is fine, it's predictable, but I somewhat liked it, I mean, um, my art yeah. problems aside, I'm really giving this like three and a half stars, I think it's worth picking up, it's a one shot, you don't have to worry about getting mired into... Um, a whole history of this character, even though we've touched on it, you don't have to worry about going and picking up the Justice League Dark or the the Demon Knights uh, story because they really don't matter in this story. Uh, so three and a half stars for me. For my money, three dollars and ninety nine cents needs to be something that I really can get into and enjoy. Mm -hmm. Three dollars and ninety nine cents worth of comic book for. An episode that, you know, feels like an SVU rerun just doesn't cut it for me. I mean, I cannot look at this book and justify saying this is a good book for you to go and spend your money on because I was going through it. I was disappointed. I was troubled. There's a lot of stuff in here that's that's well done. There's OK stuff. There's good stuff. There's some slightly better than average stuff. But when you right. roll it all together, it's a below average package. Mm -hmm. Part of that coming from, you know, the, the cognitive dissonance of when, where, who, why. Right. Part of it coming from, I think, the, the extreme ordinariness of some of the material and most of the dialogue and the talkie-talkie. I'm going to say two slices of meatloaf for me. Okay. And part of that is because, you know, where the art works, it works well. Mm -hmm. Where the art doesn't work, derails it enough to make you forget the parts where it does work. Okay. So, you know, mileage, as always, may, may vary. vary. All right, everybody, that wraps it up for this installment of the Dueling Reviews. Right now, depending on when you're listening to it, we've got the Major Spoilers Costume Contest going on. So many awesome entries 
Uh, the voting is now open. You can go and see the finalists, five of them. Uh, I was just uh, on the Twitter, and there were a lot of people commenting they were surprised uh, at this year's costume contest, not only because the costumes are all so awesome, but because there are only men in the finals this year. Really? Yes, only men in the finals this year. And I think in the past we've had it, oh. it, we've had it where it was just two men uh, fighting, um, but uh, there were some great... Uh, female costumes. Uh, there was a great Power Girl. There was Nubia. There was the Slave Leia one. I was like, oh my gosh, this one for sure is going to make it to the finals. And they didn't. Uh, but the men, man, these look awesome. There's a Robin, uh, Doctor Strange, an Ultron one that looks just cool because the guy lined the inside of the helmet with uh, red lights so that when it, he's walking around and the mouth's open, it looks like all glowy. Uh, an awesome yeah, hobgoblin nice. and a composite Superman, which uh, a lot of people were like, "What's the deal with the uh, the splits the costume?" I want to have to do a hero history of. Well, he's not a hero. Damn, I'll have to do a not a hero history of composite Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do do that because you know uh, he has a theme song. Does he now? Yeah, it goes. And I said, "What about composite Superman?" She said, "I think I." See, that's the song. You didn't know those were the lyrics, but that's what it is. I see. Yeah, some people think it's something about some Audrey Hepburn movie, but it's about composite Superman. I see. All right, listeners, head over to Majorspoilers.com. Vote in the Major Spoilers costume contest. If you want this this podcast to continue and spin off into its own series, uh, let us know in the comments section. uh, Or if you'd like to help us out, you can make a one-time donation. Or $2, $5, or $10 a month recurring. The $10 a month, uh, the people that do that are really, really helpful. Um, it's it's easy. Uh, it's not that much, or we don't think it's that much. Uh, and we appreciate everyone who's able to, uh, to donate to that cause. Finally, if uh, with the holidays coming up, you're going to want to buy some holiday gifts. And what better place to buy it than on Amazon.com. And if you go over to Majorspoilers.com, click on that Amazon.com link. Every purchase that you make, doesn't matter if it's a Christmas gift, doesn't have to be comic book related, doesn't matter what it is. Every purchase, we get a little credit for that purchase, and that helps us stay afloat as well. Thank you so much for listening to this issue of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Uh, next issue, 460, we'll be looking at Super Dinosaur number one. Why? Because we know that you love comics, and we do too, and we will talk with you soon. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com, and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers Forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash majorspoilers. Batman's revision of a Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as that comic book store guy knew, he kicked my butt out on the corner. Yeah, what a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Oh, wait, I think I found a better way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just buzz through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little me would deal. With all those tanks and bombs and guns Have you ever tried to read a series With all that going on Guess I need to rethink this plan How would I bag and board my comics With such huge hands Guess I already told ya 
surprised to find that I might actually have the hard cold to follow an entire storyline. What I really even need to keep up on all those escapades. I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe? But the downside is such a beast. Being caught up in a fun bee in the Middle East with a king set the witch soldier. Spoilers. It's copyright 2012.